Your question is from Ken Green. He wants to know, what's the better meet cute? Bumping into each other on the street and spilling the contents of your grocery bag, or thinking you're both about to die in a plane crash? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Hey, welcome to the show. This was recorded live at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. We're there every Friday night at 7 p.m. So this week, I decided to do something a little different, and we chose, instead of a lottery to add one person to the show, we did a little quiz about rom-coms to see who had the most knowledge, who we should add to the show. So, enjoy. Quiz! 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 Uh, if I could have Stephen Archer, uh, Rachel McHugh, Ken Green, Kate Nee, all to come up here. Woo! Now, this is, this will be single elimination questions, okay? You get one wrong, you're out of here. You keep getting them right, you will be on the show tonight, all right? Who are we missing, Kate? Kate's in the other room? Okay, so we'll start with, we'll start with Archer. Archer, grab that mic out of there, and you're just going to hand it to your right once you're done with your question, okay? okay. So, Wait, so I, if I get it wrong, I get off the stage. Yeah, if you get it wrong, you're done for. What if everybody gets it wrong? Though? If everybody gets it wrong, nobody's added to the show. So, okay. if you don't know about rom-coms, what are you doing here? That's accurate. Okay, so some of these are true or false. If it's a true or false question, you have five seconds to answer. If it is a multiple choice question, you have five seconds to answer. And if it is an open-ended question, you have ten seconds to answer. Got it? Okay. So, first question. In this romantic comedy, Julia Roberts makes fun of her date when he says, whoopsie daisy. Is it A, pretty woman, B, Notting Hill, or C, my best friend's wedding? A? Wrong, it's Notting Hill. Whoa. Okay. It's the only Julia Roberts movie I know, so I would have done the same thing. <laughs> All right, true or false? Scotty in Eurotrip. Scotty was unaware his girlfriend was unfaithful. True. That's right. Okay, Yay! Ken. Never seen the movie. Yay! Ken, your question is all also about Eurotrip. <laughs> it's a true or false question. Scotty traveled to Italy to meet his pen pal. False. He went to Germany. <laughs> he he traveled to Germany to meet his his pen pal. Germany is in Italy. No, I mean Europe. Kate Nee. <laughs> <laughs> Kate. All right, Kate. Ryan Reynolds plays opposite which actress in this film? The Proposal. Oh. What's the actress that he plays opposite of? Which? In the movie The Proposal. Oh, I thought you were going to name them. Sandra Bullock. Yes, that's correct. Very good. Okay, Rachel. Me. Ryan Reynolds plays opposite which actress in this film? <laughs> Definitely Maybe. She's blonde. 
There's literally three people I will accept as an answer <laughs> in this one. Sarah Jessica Parker. Wrong. Oh, Elizabeth Banks, Rachel Weiss, or I I Isla Fisher? Yeah. Isla. Isla. Isla Fisher? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, Kate, you just got to get this one right. Great. Okay. And you're in. Good luck. Okay. All right. Ryan Reynolds plays opposite <laughs> which actress in this movie? Van Wilder. Oh, I didn't see that one. Um, are there three acceptable answers? Nope, there's just one answer. Damn it. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. No, it is Tara Reid. Okay. Julia Roberts plays opposite which actor in this film? Pretty Woman. He's a brunette. Time. <laughs> All right, Kate, your question is, Julia Roberts plays opposite. Can I opposite just answer, th can I answer that you one? You want to answer the last one? Nobody answered it, right? Can right, I just but no, but that, that one's gone now. All right. Wow. All right. Wow. Julia Roberts plays opposite uh, which actor she in this film? She still doesn't know who it was, by it the It was way. Richard Gere. It was Richard Gere, just so you feel better. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who does R Julia Roberts play opposite in the movie Notting Hill? Hugh Grant. Correct. All right. Well, Kate, you've earned your way onto the show tonight. Congratulations. So that's a new segment that we like to call quiz, 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 quiz. All right. All right. Now let's enter the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid. <laughs> Our topic tonight is rom-coms, and the categories are meet cute, grand gestures, weddings, sex, and wild card. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's start it off tonight. Um, our first two debaters will be Kate Nee and Adeline Pike. Yeah. All right, Kate, would you like to go first or second? Second. Second, okay. Um, so, sorry, uh, Adeline? Adeline, sorry. This is the first time that we've met. A newbie to the show, give it up, everybody. Adeline. Um, so what category would you like? Um, meet cute, please. Meet cute, okay, great. Your question is from Ken Green. He wants to know, what's the better meet cute? Bumping into each other on the street and spilling the contents of your grocery bag, or thinking you're both about to die in a plane crash? <laughs> I would definitely have to go with the second one, thinking about to die in a plane crash. Um, because it gives you an excuse to make skin contact, so I think that's a really good start. <laughs> and in the heat of the moment, you know, all of your shyness just dissipates, and, and you're really left to your true form to really experience life as it is in your final moments. But then wait, what is that? 
it was just turbulence and everything's fine. And oh, there you are holding hands <laughs> in a stable airplane on your way to Cleveland, Ohio, where everything is going to be beautiful and blue skies are ahead, as always. Um, so yeah, and then you could share free peanuts and a $7 drink. That sounds amazing. I would love to do that. Um, so I would much rather, um, that does sound great, and you can actually do that anyway. <laughs> um, it does sound great. But, um, but I would much rather meet with the whole grocery thing because I think it's important to know what types of STDs they have. <laughs> and you can find out a lot, because they have something. You know what I mean? Like, they have something. And so it's important to just find out are there ointments in that bag? Like, those are just things you want to know. You might not care about on a plane. I totally get that when you're dying. But, um, but you're going to care if you, yeah, you're going to care. Yeah. Um, I would simply say that that could be quickly resolved by just checking the contents of their luggage really quick. Um, you know, if they have normal things like toothpaste and toothbrush and pajamas, you know you're good. But... If they have like, I don't know, like a gallon of pretzel sticks, then you know that something is up and you want to avoid that at all costs because that is a major red flag depending on what their carry-on looks like. Yeah. I totally get that. Um, and I would go through their stuff. I just think you're so spot on with a lot of what you're saying. But I do think that the grocery bag is just the way to go because I don't know, like you also understand how much money they have. Everybody looks super like they have money on a plane, <laughs> right? And I just don't want to bother if you don't have money. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do have STDs, I just feel like you, kn you learn a lot. All right, a lot of solid points here, but I got to hand the first win of our night here to Adeline. <laughs> Next up, everyone, please welcome Sarah Albanese. All right, Adeline, uh, would you like to go first or second? Okay, Sarah, you can pick anything except me. Sex. Cute. <laughs> okay. Your question is from Zach Jones. He asks, would you rather loudly fake an orgasm in a crowded restaurant or go out to a restaurant unaware that there was hair gel in your hair? Oh, like semen? Yes, like semen. Um, I'd rather make... Wait, so have an orgasm or fake an orgasm? Fake an orgasm. Fake an orgasm in a restaurant. I think there's nothing funnier than a little, ah, ah, in a public place. Um, <laughs> it takes everyone off guard. And um, if no one was paying attention to me then, they're definitely paying attention to me now. Um, for me, it's a matter of I wouldn't want to expose myself. I would never want anyone to know what my fake orgasm sounds like. 
because I would be in a load of trouble then. Um, geez, oh my God, unintended. Um, the hair gel on the other. <laughs> on the other hand, um, I think the hair gel will be just fine because the restaurant that I would be dining at would be a cheesecake factory where it's way too dark to see anything. So I really would not mind um, having stuff in my hair. I mean, having a cum shot in your hair is really not that special. a long-lasting visual of you're the only one that knows it's fake. They don't know. Be convincing. Let them know that you are having the best mashed potatoes of your life. Time. I strongly disagree. I think it's highly special to have products in your hair. Um, as long as you distribute it equally, it could really help with the humidity in Boston. It could really calm down that frizz. Um, and it just, it won't get anywhere because it's in your hair, and as long as you, you know, spread it between your palms and then run it through once over, <laughs> you'll be fine. Okay, you both did great with that. Um, <laughs> I gotta hand the wind to Adeline. Next up, everybody please welcome Nick Martucci and Dana J. Bine. Okay, Nick, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Dana, you can pick anything but meet cute. Let's go grand gestures. Okay, grand gestures. Your question is from Jir Palapple. He asks, you're, going, you're, you're doing a say-anything style gesture. Which song are you playing through the boombox? I'm a Slave for You yeah. or Baby Shark? <laughs> Baby Shark, because if it doesn't work, we're all going to kill ourselves anyway. That's right. And can we get over the grand gestures? Can we stop? Have we learned nothing about consent? All of these movies have taught us that when a girl says no, she doesn't really mean no. Get away from her fucking window with your boombox, you creep. <laughs> Who the fuck cares what song you're playing? She said no three times. Knock that shit off. Make another movie. Baby shark, doo 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 doo. Baby shark, doo 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 doo. Baby shark, doo 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 doo. She said no. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Pepper spray, pepper spray, do 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 do. Pepper spray, do 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 do. Pepper spray, do 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 do. That's my time. That was a very nice rendition, but I do want to woo her, and I am somebody who. You know, we, we, we like our doms, we like our subs. Uh, I'm a little more of a sub, so I want to show her what I'm bringing to the table. Thank you, Emma. You know by looking at me that I am a sub. So I am a slave to you. If I... 
What? What's the boo? Thank you. I want to deliver your kink to you by celebrating my kink. I want to attract a dom. I don't want to attract a child. I'm a sub too. I'm just a steak and fucking cheese, all right? Like, I am not going to work through a no and then come up with a big stupid fucking plan so I can hear another fucking no. What is wrong with us? Why are we doing this to us? It doesn't matter what the song is. The song should be Meredith Brooks, bitch, because that's what you are. She said no. Go home. Ask another girl out. She's going to say no, too. Because, baby shark, you are a bitch tonight. Baby shark, Yeah, the best way to celebrate a woman's no is to stand outside her window and play baby shark. As if you haven't done enough to this poor woman. Now she's got to have that in your head because she said no to you? I'm going for the next step. I don't want a, a woman up there being like, I said no to this creep. Why is he playing the worst head, head earworm? That's the word, earworm. I just want to be alone. And if you want to be alone. Time. <laughs> All right. A lot of good points here, but I can hand the wind to Nick Martucci. Okay, next up, everyone, please welcome Jir Palapal and Emma Schmidt. Jir, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay, Emma, you can pick from anything except Grand Gesture or Meet Cute. That's what I wanted. Uh, grand gestures. Uh, can I do uh, sex? Yep. <laughs> I'll have the sex. Please. Sure can. <laughs> um, okay, your question is from Dave Buckley. He asks Would you rather be a 40 year old virgin or have 50 first dates with a person with amnesia? Well, are you even fucking on the first, like the 51st dates? Like, it depends on, like, do you fuck on the first date? That's like a personal thing. I don't, so there's no point to being either. But um, I, a 40-year-old version, I guess, is what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, uh, because then I'll be like, you know, alluring. I'll be like, ooh, I'm a virgin. Ooh, what is this? Ooh, you know. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I'm already virgin passing. It's fine. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I don't have anything else. <laughs> Daddy's doing 50 first dates. Uh, that is true. Because every, every date with an amnesiac, that's like I get to try on a new shtick. It's going to be fun. You're like open micing my date things, you know? <laughs> oh shit, maybe this date I'm wearing a sombrero. I don't know. <laughs> this date I got a mustache. I'm gonna shave it for the next one. I, they're not gonna know, and maybe they'll fall in love with one of the the versions of me, and then I'll just go back to that when the, we get to the 51st, uh, the technically second date. That's a really good point, but I would rather be true to who I am. You know, and that's a 40-year-old virgin. 
And I think that, you know, people should just, like, accept me for me, you know? I don't want people to just, like, be like, oh, I love the guy in the sombrero, you know? I want, the <laughs> I want them to be like, oh, I love her because she's her. I don't care that she uses her teeth. I don't fuck. <laughs> Time. You know, <laughs> I'm also being true to myself. You know, I'm also being true to myself. I'm a people pleaser. And over 50 dates, that's a lot of pleasing, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to hand the win here to Jer Palapple. Next up, everyone, please welcome Sean Rosa and Dave Buckley. All right, Sean, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Uh, Dave, you can pick from wild card or weddings. Uh, wild card, please, Sean. Okay. All right. Your question is from Sarah Albanese. She asks, would you rather be a country girl thrown into the big city or a big business lady thrown into that yeehaw country? I think about this a lot. <laughs> um, I got to go with thrown into the country because if I'm a big business lady... I have the money to leave. <laughs> I can get the hell out of there if things are going poorly. But apparently, somebody meets the love of their life there. So that could be me too. It's, I got an out and a possible romance. Where if I'm the country girl moving to the big city, I have to go back in shame. <laughs> if things go poorly. <laughs> and that's a small town. They're going to talk about me while I'm milking the cows. <laughs> I'd rather disappear in the city in shame with all my money. <laughs> yeah, but things aren't going to go poorly for me because I'm just so down to earth and folksy, people can't help but fall in love with me. I'm not going to go slink back to the country in shame. No, I'm going to convince all these richy rich city slickers that there's more to life than money and that they should give me their money. <laughs> oh, Pollyanna. Uh, that's not how it works. Folksy in the city doesn't seem to work. I feel like those sensibilities don't apply to the high-speed corporate environment of the cold, gothic architecture of the big city. You're like, back at home, we all, I don't know what the hell you do, I've never been there. <laughs> so, you talk like that, apparently. But, John. I could learn. Pollyanna? Excuse me, sir, my name is Jolene. 
and I can take the man of everyone in this room. <laughs> All right, I gotta hand the win here to Sean Rosa. All right, next up, everyone, please welcome Laura Clark and Katie Dungar. Okay, Laura, your question will be about weddings either way, but do you want to go first or second? Okay. Katie, your question is from Ken Green. He asks, which seems more fun, being a wedding singer or a wedding crasher? The part of me that hates people paying attention to me kind of wants to say wedding crasher because if you do it right, no one will even notice you're there. <laughs> but there's another part of me that wanted to be wanted to be a pop star when I was like 13 and I haven't matured past that, so I'm gonna live out my dreams by being a wedding singer. <laughs> Let's forget that, you know, my favorite band is The Police and none of their songs are even remotely appropriate for wedding stop playing every birthday take at all the wedding receptions I go to because that song is not romantic, that song is about a stalker. <laughs> and don't stand so close to me, that's about an underage girl. There are a lot of others, including one where he sings that he's going to kill himself if you don't pay attention to him. So really, Gordon Sumner, what the fuck are you thinking? Time. <laughs> Katie, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every goddamn word I have to say. That said, I'd rather be a wedding crasher. I mean, all I heard was a list of reasons you shouldn't be a wedding singer, because none of your favorite songs go well at weddings. <laughs> but if you're a wedding crasher, uh, you can just sort of sneak in and people won't pay attention to you, um, which is great. Um, I'd rather be a wedding crasher. Uh, what, cause like free booze, free food, um, like you tell people you're so happy for them and like they're just in a blur, they're so fucking tired that they just assume you were meant to be there, you're someone's plus one. And then like free food, free booze, reason to dress up, like reason to wear that highlighter, I haven't had a reason to wear to work, like abs, oh, wedding crasher, absolutely. Time. As a wedding singer, you get the booze, you get the cake, you get the food, you also get to have a good time, but you're paid to be there. Yeah. And if there's anything in this world that comedians need more of, it's money. <laughs> As a wedding crasher, no one is holding you responsible if they don't like what you did. No one is suing you for ruining their wedding for singing all police songs. <laughs> no one is like... Excuse me, we wanted At Last by Etta James, not Synchronicity 2. Give us your money. Wedding Crasher! All right, I gotta hand the win here to Laura Clark. All right, next up, uh, it will be Joe Polana and Sarah Morgan. 
Okay, Joe, do you want to go first or second? Uh, could I go second, please, Sean? Yes. Sarah, you can pick from anything except wild card. I'll do uh, grand gestures. Great. Okay. Your question <laughs> is from Ken Green. He asks, you're coming to America to find your true love, and you're willing to lose... <laughs> And you're willing to lose all your wealth and power to do so. <laughs> is this a good way to prove your love or a good way to end up on welfare? I feel like it's a good way to prove your love um, because you have to risk it all if you want to get everything that you can in life, right? It's, you can't just like half-ass it and just hope that things work out. Um, also, if you're going to move to New York, you're probably going to lose it all anyway, so you might as well make it a grand gesture right off the bat, <laughs> and then just like spin it, put that spin on it, and be like, baby, I did this for you. Look at this. Look at what I sacrificed. I mean, it wasn't just that my apartment cost $5,000 and I had to live with three other people. It really, I did it for you. Just as a millennial, like love or no love, we're all ending up on welfare. We can't, <laughs> we cannot own property. It's not happening. Either way, this is a great movie, and uh, I am happy to lose it all as long as Arsenio Hall is my best friend. And <laughs> that is just a win in my book. We could just hang out in that barber shop where we also play the barbers. It's great. <laughs> I don't need love or money as long as I've got Arsenio. <laughs> now, I'm not sure what side I'm arguing. What happened? It's a good way to prove your love. Risking it all? Yeah. Oh. Right. Both of you are right. losing your money. <laughs> Right, but I'm going to do it for love, and that's a much more beautiful movie than if you just did it uh, to hang out with Arsenio Hall. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that he's not cool, but, like, hey, watch it. <laughs> that wasn't you? <laughs> I take it back. Somebody said false in the audience. <laughs> Chime. <laughs> no, 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 because then once you lose all your money and you're poor and you're on welfare, you get to be in Trading Places. It's a one, two, punch. Two of the best movies of the 80s. You can coast, you can make Norbit. No one gives a shit. <laughs> Everyone still loves you. And you get to be a donkey. That's kind of cool too. All right. <laughs> All right, I gotta hand the win here to Joe Polana. All right. Well, uh, we've come to the point in time where I'm going to read the questions that didn't quite make it onto the show. Ken Green asks, should the eyeglasses and hair scrunchies industries be pissed they're portrayed as holding back true beauty? <laughs> I think so. Dave Buckley wants to know, would you rather make a porno with Seth Rogen or have an unplanned baby with Seth Rogen. That should be in there. 
Let's save that for later. Let's put that aside. Okay, May Keith asks, singing to your friends about your summer fling, a blast or a microcosm of toxic masculinity in a culture where sex is a competition? All right, Wayne Mastin asked, better venue to find the love of your life, Wegmans on a late night munchie run or the pick aside stupid show? <laughs> Has anybody ever met somebody here that they, you wouldn't even tell me anyways. <laughs> You're not saying shit. <laughs> okay. Dave Buckley wants to know, better breakup song, Adam Sandler in The Wedding Singer, Somebody Kill Me Please, or Matt Damon singing Scotty Doesn't Know in Eurotrip. And look, Scotty Doesn't Know is a great song. Like legit, you could listen to it, but it's not a breakup song. It's not, it's just a bragging song. Okay, Bill McMorrow asks, Bill McMorrow asks, you getting up in them guts? <laughs> and, and your options are yes or hell yes. <laughs> All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Joe Polana and John Farrell. Joe, would you like to go first or second? Second, please. Okay, John, you can pick from any category. Uh, I'll go with weddings. Weddings. Okay. Your question is... Um, from Dave Buckley. He asks... Is it worse to break up your best friend's wedding because you love them or break your true love's wedding even though you've been sleeping with their mother for most of the movie? I mean, you got to break up your best friend's wedding because you love them. I mean, it's, it's, way, it's way less messy than the other one. The other one, oh boy. That is a lot to handle. That, that you got to be a real monster to answer that one. <laughs> yeah, why would you do that? Like, what? Jesus Christ. That's the only thing I can think of when I say that. Jesus effing Christ. I can't even swear. Man, but yeah, you want to ruin your best friend's wedding because, you know, if, you, if it doesn't succeed, you can just find a new best friend, you know? It's possible if you work hard enough. But if you've had relations with the mother and then you want to break up her daughter's wedding, it's just sticky. Oh, um, that's just, ooh. That just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah, you better believe it's getting sticky. Oh. <laughs> this guy hasn't been following the trends in pornography. <laughs> Also, also, I've just got two words for you. Simon 
Garfunkel. That's why it's really a foursome. Me, Elaine, her mom, Simon Garfunkel. It's amazing. The best soundtrack, Mike Nichols is dead. Don't you disrespect him. It's, a, it's five people. Simon and Garfunkel are uh, Siamese twins. Little known fact. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, still five? I don't respect their autonomy. I'm a monster, remember? <laughs> <laughs> they, they share. Gar, you call Garfunkel a person? Have you seen his solo career? <laughs> We're all fucking. The soundtrack's better. The movie's better. Time. <laughs> a monster who can also not count. That is, that is scary shit. You would want to do that. I don't, my God. I mean, yeah, my intentions are way better than yours. I would go, I think we can all agree on that, if nothing. And also, let's not attack musical artists. That's just unfair. That's a little bit rude. I don't know why you stoop to that level. You're better than that, man. <laughs> Even though you want to do questionable things with people you've had relationships with. I don't know. That just seems unfair. But yeah, I'm going to try to ruin my best friend's wedding. <laughs> Monsters who can't count? Sounds like I'm going to fucking Sesame Street, baby. <laughs> I get to be in one of the best movies of all time and one of the best children's entertainment shows. I've got a good life. And you know what? I just want to say, it's a good shirt. Like, <laughs> that was unfair. I just want to throw that out there. I know. I. I may be a monster, but come on, that's a good shirt. <laughs> Time. All right, I gotta hand the win here to Joe Polana. Okay. Next up, everybody, please welcome Sean Connolly and Mairead Dickinson. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> this is outrageous. All right. Um, Sean, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Okay, you can pick anything except weddings. Weddings. <laughs> um, sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, okay. You have just spent a few thousand years stuck in one day trying to get it right. When you get your crush back to your hotel room, do you have sex or are you just too tired? I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm honestly so exhausted. I'm, uh, like hotels, it's a nice comfy, it's probably gonna be a, a, a queen or a king size. Just just lay down and, can we, cu can we cuddle? <laughs> can we cuddle tonight, please? <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> right when we're done debating. Okay, um, Sean Connolly, not Carter, I, I love you, which is why I love to humiliate you in front of this crowd debating the topic of sex. Um, I, I totally want to uh, 
have sex. Okay, why am I doing this? I'm stuck in the same day. Trying to get it right. This is a Groundhog Day question. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That movie, terrible. <laughs> oh, fight me! Fight me! That movie, I, if I had to watch that movie one more time, and I've only watched it one time, <laughs> I would, I don't know, jump off a bridge. Is that how he restarts in Groundhog? I don't even remember. You know what? The only reason I watched that movie was because of my ex-boyfriend, who wasn't as good as Sean, okay? So. Sean. I like marrying trolls. You're a great troll, Mairead. I love that you hate that movie. Um, it is good. I like it. Uh, pander, 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 pander. I will pander some more. Um, but I love that you hate it, and I can't wait to sleep tonight. <laughs> uh, okay, I just want to say that Aaron Calder was a terrible boyfriend, and uh, Sean will be a great husband, and therefore the movie Groundhog is terrible, and uh, people should have sex, okay? Wow, okay. You really pulled it together at the end there, Maureen. Uh, I gotta hear the win to Maureen Dickinson. I know, I was tempted to just keep having Sean win. But, um, Joe, do you want to go first or second? Second, please. Okay. Um, your question is going to be about meat cute. So, uh, Maraid, your question is, are you more likely to strike up conversation with a person that you see in a diner building a house with their waffles or a person that is locked in the trunk of a car with you? Um, I'm going to go with the trunk of the car because I'm going to need some way to explain the horrible fart I just did. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing here? Hey, I ate cheese fries today. So, uh, um, and I love you. Let's get married. Um, and also, waffles are terrible. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? I would say that to the person locked in the trunk of the car with me, and if they booed me, I would be like, well, guess what? We can't get out. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there, <laughs> but I think if it were me, I'd leave my opponent in the trunk. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, she shit on waffles and groundhog day. You could do one or the other, not both. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Uh, and also, if I'm in a diner, I'm also going to have to explain the horrible fart I made. It's not unique to trunks. <laughs> That's a classic opening line. <laughs> It's just, oh, I see you're making a house out of waffles. You may have noticed I've ruined this restaurant for everyone. <laughs> Let's, like, talk about it. 
I just feel like someone that's making a house out of waffles is having a good time. And they're going to be like, why are you interrupting my favorite activity? Someone locked in the trunk of a car is going to be like, hey, what is someone else thinking in their brain? I would like to hear that instead of the panic that's uh, in mine. Um, let's become best friends and uh, have a happy ending together. All right, if I see someone building a house out of waffles, I'm thinking he could be Mr. Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> yeah. If I'm locked in a trunk with someone, I'm thinking, we need to get a new Coke dealer. <laughs> this is, <laughs> we can't both be in this situation. <laughs> this guy's bad, he's bad news. Uh, waffles, all right. <laughs> All right, so you know there's no way that I could choose a winner here being the final debate of the night, so I'm going to need you to go into the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group and choose either Murray Dickinson or Joe Polana, whoever you think won the show tonight. All right, and the votes are in. You guys have made your decision, and our winner tonight is Joe Polana. was pick a side stupid if you liked what you heard please rate review and subscribe to the show hey friends that's our show for this week thank you for listening hey tell some of your friends about this show that will help us grow i would appreciate it and come down and see us sometime at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. We're there every Friday night at 7 p.m. The pizza is delicious. They've got a huge beer selection, and it's always a good time. You can also find me at Maggie's Lounge at 8 p.m. on Monday nights, hosting stand-up comedy, or at the Poor House on Wednesday nights, hosting stand-up comedy at 8 p.m. Hey, congrats to Joe Polana on winning this week. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you again next week.